Welcome to Clark Lane. I'm Mick Jones, Director DP at Filthy Look Films, and this is a podcast where we talk about all things filmmaking. All right, episode one, we're going to talk about camera gear, film equipment, lighting, all kind of tools for filmmakers, and basically have a panel discussion and casual open conversation and, you know, maybe not so casual at times. <laughs> uh, I'm Mick Jones, and on the panel today, we've got Jason Wingrove. Hello. Linda Ong. Hey, how's it going? And Simon Colloden. Hello. What have you guys been up to? What do you do? Uh, I'm a cinematographer. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a shooter, editor, producer, bit of a all-rounder kind of person. Prosciutto. Jace? Uh, I'm a director and cinematographer. All right. Well, we've uh, all sort of been, you know, around the traps and we like to have a look at what, what gear's going around. And we thought we'd start this episode with there's sort of a lot of new announcements coming out because we've got a trade show around the corner called IBC, which is starting today. And uh, in the lead up to that, there's usually new announcements and uh, cameras and lights and all kinds of stuff that get sort of pre-announced now. So it's rapidly becoming the show where everything gets announced. Yeah. You know, it used to be NAB. It used to be NAB. And now, you know, year by year, everyone's, you know, slowly deciding that's the IBC is the show to get loose. Cinegear has also become quite big as well. Cinegear. Yeah, like, and Cinegear, which is interesting. Yeah, mm. which happens a month after MAB. Yeah, literally. MAB. Like they have, a, they have literally mm. most of the world's imaging professionals in their hands in NAB mm. and then they wait a month later till basically you, you've got a few people assembled in a back lot and then they announce their multi, multi-million dollar R&D development launch project. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, there seems to have been a bit of a shift away from NAB, but NAB was always, before large format cinema cameras came out, it was very much a broadcast sort of very engineering focused. That's true. Covers audio and studio gear and all kinds of stuff. It was very, very, I always thought it was quite a techie focused thing, which still interests me. And still absolutely is. There's a whole hall that you never even go into. I don't even know what half the things are when I walk in there. The big... uh, Sat trucks. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. People in suits. Whole areas and you don't even need to venture to. Mm-hmm. And so many companies, so many stalls mm. that you go through and you're like, what do you guys all do? No idea. <laughs> yeah. Satellite trucks yeah. and weird machines. No idea. So Antennas. Of the stuff that's sort of been announced before IBC, what's what's catching your eye? What's the big? I guess the big one so far it seems to be the, the new Canon Z500 Mark II. Mm. That seems to be the one that's piqued my interest mm. the most. It's uh, full frame, mm. 6K. And I, I I always thought like quite a while ago it would have been, I thought it would have happened earlier with Canon that since the, the sort of the, the, the early beginnings of, the, you know, what we call the DSLR revolution and whatnot when that 5D Mark II came out with a full frame mm. video and this is sort of something we hadn't really seen before I had access to. And then... It took a good 10 or 11 years to bring out basically that sensor in the video camera, which yeah. I think from the get-go everyone was like, oh, imagine that in a, yeah. with a proper video film cinema camera built mm. around it. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. I mean, 11 it, years later. It brought us large format but not as large as we mm. wanted, I guess. Mm. Um, with the 300. Yeah, mm. Super 35. I mean, that's great, obviously. It's, it's perfect. 
Um, yeah, it's taken this long for all the manufacturers to actually finally get it, that people actually want. It's also taken that long for imaging professionals who have always, until now, been just stuck in Super 35 land mm. to really go to everybody to finally get a chance to love full frame. Mm. You know? mm. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've been in love with it since, yeah, the 5D days completely spoiled me. And every time since then I had a, um, what do I have, a Sony F5, and I don't know, I didn't, I just never really, never really got to love the imagery because it was Super 35. So ever since then, I've had the uh, FS7 Mark II mainly because I can have a speed booster with it and have basic you know, camera functionality and decent dynamic range and good, you know, decent rolling shutter and all the things, audio inputs, all the stuff that you want from a decent camera, but with uh, full frame. Until now, that's, view. until um, let's say until recently, that the FS7 and Mark II with the Metabones has been really the go best option to get yeah. uh, a full frame look. And I think that's been probably 50% of its success has been its ability, has been e-mount and its ability to be able to do that. And then obviously other people now have followed suit. You can get an awful lot of um, speed boosters to go with other things. I think there's another company that's done a lot of internal speed boosters now for a lot of black magic stuff. Yeah, there's a, um, the, the uh, Italian company's made one, mm. not released yet, for the mm. new 6K yeah. black magic. But you know, it does have its limitations. Speed Booster is great, and I've never really had any optical issues with it. But um, I think it's great now that we're literally going to have let's go with the raw sensor and let's let's have as much sharpness as possible. It seems with the Canon line, the cinema line, we've had C100, C300, C500, and C700, and each and C200. I think I left that mm-hmm. off. Over the years, the thing that I found frustrating as someone who's who's buying a camera. I always own a camera, at least one, that there was features across the whole range that, but none of them had, that there was always something missing from each one. Yeah. Now, understandably, there's what, you know, you're going to have small, medium and large, you're going to have different ends of the market that you want to cater to. But what started to get frustrating for me, and I'm sure for a lot of other people, is that the base low-end cameras had functionality that the high-end cameras didn't. Mm. And that's when it starts to seem like, well, if this one can record RAW internally, mm, yeah. why on the top end one do I still need to buy a $10,000 RAW recorder to get it? Mm. It seems like anyway with the C500, they've kind of, they might be consolidating at least two of the yeah. models. But is all of this maybe related to the whole red lawsuit thing? Oh. They were trying to, the red was, this is theoretically why a lot of cameras had external RAW recorders because. And that's. Obviously, coming into play, but there's there's not a lot of it could info. Could just out be there. coincidence. Yeah, no. But I think well, hopefully we'll see some changes there, and if they're, hopefully they're not going to start keep uh, yeah, legal stranglehold on the industry mm. for a ridiculous reason. Is the way Canon implements war, right. uh, raw different to the way Red does it? I think it might be potentially. I know I I could be wrong, but I don't know if you can change the ISO on Canon. Raw oh. after the fact, I'm, oh. I'm not positive about that though. Okay, yeah, raw raw workflow is not something I've had yeah. much to do with yeah. video. I, when I got the F55, at first I tried the raw recorder mm. and just huge data sizes and just a whole other thing, and not really needed for the clients that yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just give us a log XAVC yep. decent codec and you're exactly. good to go. Exactly. Mm. Same same thing with you know even with Alexa today, most people you know a lot of progress. Yeah, yeah. Go, and even now, I, I, I have a red and, and a lot of people don't want those files. They just don't want to deal with them. 
Mm. Just still one. today? Yeah. I, I thought yeah. it, I thought it might have improved in time. It's it's definitely improved, but it's yeah. not um it's not perfect. Yeah. Um, it's still uh, those files can still be a strain on computers. Yeah. Right. And um, I haven't dealt with red files in a long time. Me so. neither. And back yeah. in the day, a lot of people would even just use the ProRes proxies yeah. and yeah. just deal with those if it was exposed. Okay, then. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Um. So I think the Red One did ProRes. ProRes proxies, is that right, Chase? Oh, yeah, Red One. The new DSMC2 line does ProRes as well. But yeah, it's limited. DSMC1 doesn't. And that was that's that's the one I have. And mm-hmm. it's no ProRes. No, no ProRes proxies. Yeah. Or any proxies. But yeah, um, but even today the pro- the proxies from you know are, are pretty limited. It'll only do a certain amount of fro- you know, frame rates, it'll do a certain mm. amount of stuff like you know, the camera can record more than the ProRes can. Mm. Sure. Areas. Well, the thing with um, with that Canon C five hundred that I kind of find interesting, and what I is that you've got op- options. You can you can do raw if you want it. You can do XAVC if you want it. You can do six K, four K, HD. It's it's kind of like got if you want to put super thirty five only lenses on it. If you want to use anamorphic lenses. If you want to use full frame lenses, you've got all the options and and a pretty. It seems like they've designed the res and the size of the sensor to perfectly kind of just bolt those on with one simple change. So yeah. your 6K is your full frame, yeah. your 4K is your super 35 mm. crop and you can also downsample from the full readout of the sensor to mm. a 4K yeah. file. Well, it only does the uh, 6K in RAW yeah, and then um, in its XAVC. Uh, 10-bit codec, it's – yeah. Except, well, like XD, well, like XF AVC, XF AVC, their own flavor, the, the but, same thing. So, obviously, full frame is thankfully the next is the next level. That is that is where everyone's aiming for. That's the next way to get people to buy your camera is to bring out a full frame. No one cares too much about you know the resolution race is kind of over, mm-hmm. and we've all sort of got way more resolution than we can handle, or that our clients or post production or producers want to even bother dealing with. Yeah. So. Everybody is clamoring. At, you know, we've all been sport again, sport with the five D, um, the look, and now we can. It's within our grasp to have it without having boosters and without having you know clunk, clunky stuff or dealing with DSLRs. So bring it on. Uh, obviously, got a lot of choice now with the Sony FX Nine, no doubt out now. Imminent. By the time <laughs> and, and by the time you're hearing this, um, that's the, Sony the thing. FX Nine is out. We've got the C five hundred Mark Two. Mm. What else we got? Full frame, you've got, you've the, got the little the Panasonic, the Panasonic yeah. yep. which is a DSLR, but it seems like it's got a really beefy set of features on it. Alexa large format and mm. Alexa mini large format. I did yep. read about the Panasonic. Someone did some kind of mixed lighting and low light stuff and they said it's great, but they said it, you, you, that they don't seem to be able to push it as much as other 10-bit cameras. Um, I mean, it is a small DSLR, so, mm. but, you know, number, numbers don't, mean everything I always keep that in oh, mind yeah. uh, canon seems to always have over delivered mm. for what their numbers were mm-hmm. in like the c300 8-bit blah 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 it all it seemed to look better than mm-hmm. the specs um mm. there's know. a little feature that i love in the c500 is the five access electronic stabilization i don't know if anyone else is excited as i am about it because it means you know primes are mm. aren't going to be so you know it's a bit more forgiving (laughs) using primes handheld i was was excited when i first saw that i thought it was an an optical stabilizer like but it's a it's a digital 
stabilization, which mm. I don't I'm know. I'm curious to see how it's going to yeah, work. I've never, I don't know if I've ever... They've got it in the ES, EOS R, which I've got, which is a full frame camera. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't know so, that. And it, it'll do a 4K <laughs> crop, which is r- roughly, I think, just smaller than Super 35, but mm. I've turned it on just to test it. Mm. So if you are on like an 85 and you want to go handheld, mm. it does get you out of jail on that because mm. there's res yeah. to burn around. If you're in a camera, if you're on like a car rig or something, it's an option yeah. you can switch on if you want to. And obviously yeah. if you want to have every little nuance of that that perfectly crafted handheld look, then you can switch it all off mm. and mm. gives you everything you want. Yeah. Or like you said, if you're if you're struggling, if you're on a slightly longer lens, you want to take the edge off some of it, yeah. then mm. obviously it's probably going to do a little bit to help you. But mm. I don't know, but proof will be in the pudding when we get to see that that mode working. But I'm mm. probably someone who wants to just turn it off. The main thing I'm looking for is, you know, what frame rates can you do? Mm. What frame rates you can do without cropping? And what's the dynamic range? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, no one's no one is paying me anymore for my camera gear, regardless of what it is. So the price of the camera is, is yeah, how much these things are going to go for is yeah. uh, is a limiting factor. Mm. What are we looking at for the C five hundred in Aussie dollars? Uh, twenty four thousand, I believe. Twenty six, twenty six thousand. Okay. Sixteen so that US was the price. I hope sixteen thousand US. Yeah. I think that's a pretty reasonable price compared for to what it, yeah. what it for for the specs that it's got. And you know, everyone sort of says, "Oh, specs aren't everything." Let's see it. I mean, we kind of got ten years of Canon now to go. We kind of know roughly the quality of what those images are going to yep. look like and yep. where they sit because it's the same sensor as a C seven hundred, and they're all they've all got a sort of similar look to them. And I think it, you know, it it's pretty good value um, considering you know what. We, we were on, was on offer with the F5 and the F55 mm. seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. That was a $30,000 US yes. body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't record raw internally. Yeah. Did do 4K, not full frame. Uh, you know, there, there's, it seems to be more featured, this, um, and small and light as yes. well. I like the option that you can go whack on the uh, extender box and get a V mount mm. with extra power outs yep. and. XLR inputs, or you can take it off and go with a smaller battery, yeah. a little C200 batteries and an, an image stabilised lens and put a handle on the side that comes with it. Right. And, you're, and off you go. You're, you're holding it in front of you like that yeah. kind of. Mm. And now the little EVF that's normally at the back of the uh, Canon cameras is now an optional accessory for 700. Is that a good thing? I don't know. I feel like you. Um, oh, look. I think yeah, they, I, I, the idea of it, it's great. Like the, okay. the, the being able to take it off and on. Yeah, that's yeah. that's excellent. Because yeah. You still you get the LCD, right? You yeah, still get sure the LCD. someone will come yes. up with yeah. a little yeah. loop to but clip onto that the, thing. Yeah, exactly. But le- like the, the fact that you can take it off because we always had trouble balancing C300s oh, and C100s course. on movies. Yes, and, you're right. And, it, and that viewfinder getting in the way and, yeah. and lots of situations you've got it rigged up and you're not using that viewfinder. So yeah, that's true. I guess I think that's great. Um um, I wish it came. I still wish it came with the camera, but look, you can't have everything. Mm-hmm. It comes with the top plate. It comes with the. It comes with the battery. It comes mm. with a little screen. Mm. Comes with when I the say handle. top plate, I mean the handle. Mm. Um, comes with the side handle too. Side handle, like it mm. comes with a whole bunch of things. Where in a time where you, cameras don't come with anything, yes, um, especially cameras like this, yeah. it's usable out of the box. Yeah, yeah, you could take except it on, for a memory card, except for a card, <laughs> which is so what can, a new card. So the new card, it's a new type of card which was announced days before the C500 was announced called the XF Express. No, sorry, CF, CF Express. Or whatever it is. C, CF Express. Which is CF Express. 
So it's a new version of it's weird. It's it's a new compact flash, but right. it's it takes the same form factor as the XQD cards. Um, uh huh. So it's okay. which is what the FS7, which is what the FS7, same shape as that. Same shape, and mm. they are backwards compatible. Uh, okay. I believe that the, the, the I'm not sure if the old cards come up with the new camera, but the new cards can work with. Um, FS7. That's what I. That's my oh, understanding. I could okay. use the same size and shape same size and shape. An XQD, XDQ, uh, yes, whatever it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, but a different. But in terms of the uh, backwards backwards compatibility, I'm not entirely sure. Right, but I'm pretty sure that they are backwards compatible. Are they expensive? Just couldn't bring themselves to call it an XQD card. <laughs> right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow someone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who knows? Are they expensive? They're, yeah. they're not. Uh, they're not terrible. Eight hundred US for a half a terabyte. I think. Okay. That's all right. Mm-hmm. You know, with yeah. media, I always find, you know, people, uh, we use it hundreds and hundreds of times. And I think about when we used to use tape mm. and how many boxes of tape yeah. that we'd have to buy. Yeah. And Managing most of the time, and storing I've it. Got exactly. So many media and there was, wasn't, it's not that often that you went over a tape, really. Mm. You kind of filmed on it. Mm. And then you kept it as archive, it. Yeah. right? So um, it's media's changed so much now, and I've got to say, no matter what they charge, it kind of doesn't matter because mm. we'll be using it for years to come. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah eight hundred sounds all right. As long as it's half not a terabyte. An off the shelf um, <laughs> SSD drive. <laughs> break it open and you see a little a, a a Gini little thing Express. inside there, <laughs> a fifteen dollar card in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, um, so with we, we did touch on it earlier, like going on to this full frame trend and, you know, if, if they're putting this camera out now, which is kind of like spec'd up like a Venusaur and Alexa LF mm. and it's way cheaper. Mm. Obviously it hasn't got the name and it hasn't got, it's not as robust in terms of its build quality as either of those cameras yeah. for sure. Yeah. But it's spec'd up and it's going to have a decent image quality for a fraction of the cost, mm. then you've got this Panasonic thing coming along. If you do really want the full frame look and a decent internal codec, you've got an option there. It's yeah. like six. I'm not worried about resolution, but it's 6K as well. So this this yeah. trend seems to be 6K is the new thing. Yes. And I feel like we're at Absolutely. The, the top end of that. We don't yeah. need anything more. You need a little bit of scaling. And if you are going to finish in 4K, then you get a little bit of little bit of oversampling, but also you get a little bit of ability to sort of reposition or zoom in a little tiny bit and still yeah. keep within 4K. It's like I think it's gone to 6K because of that, okay, we're at the stage where streaming platforms are delivering in 4K, phones and everything mm. can, and screens are all 4K, but we want a big sensor that mm. needs to shoot two sizes. So the small size is 4K, mm. big size has to be 6. Yeah. I don't think they went to 6 because of wanting extra resolution. Mm. Right. Just that's how many dots you needed on it to, to fill that yeah. full I mean, frame. And, and still most filming we'll be doing won't be raw, so no. it will be that's 4K. Right. Yeah. yeah, we'll be still filming 4K. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, really HD is if it's been fine for so many great films, lots of great films in the past were shot in HD. Mm. Um, I have yeah, no I, issue with HD uh, even blown I, up. I, HD, no, oh no, HD looks amazing. I've, you know, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, I believe, was shot in HD. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful looking film. Yeah, like, yeah, you and know, we're, we're, some people, or Zodiac clients, too, right? are obsessed with. 4K, 6K, 8K, and that's great. There's um, reasons for it, but it, it's not needed. Artistically. Or Artistically, it's yeah. not needed, yeah, exactly. Well, 
you know, I, I was looking at, you know, every year they put the list out of the just the cameras that get used on some of the top end films just to see what, what the top end of town are using and it mm. always gives, you know, an indication of what kind of is is going on there. Mm. And obviously the Aries are really popular but they're not high-res cameras. Mm. Mm. So res certainly doesn't equate to finished quality. Exactly. But in a lot of yeah. people's clients and stuff they kind of think it does sometimes but... I guess there's been so many times I've had a client so we have to shoot in 4K, have to shoot in 4K. Yeah. So I, we shoot in 4K. They edit it to HD. Yep. And then they release it terribly compressed onto yep. YouTube. Yep. <laughs> and I'm MPEG like, you made me. I had yeah, to go standard def MPEG two on on. Yeah. <laughs> it's blocky on, and it's terribly cable. It's awful. It's like I'm like I don't understand. They made me jump through hoops to get a 4K camera when I had a perfectly good HD camera on hand. Mm. Yeah. We need this 4K, 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 and then at the end of the day, it's badly compressed. Bit of a buzzword. Well, it must be 4K. Badly compressed 720p mm. on mm. YouTube, and I'm like, what? Why? You're future-proofing it, Simon. Why? You're future-proofing oh, it. Such yeah, but <laughs> you may end up, they, end up on a cinema one day. When people say future-proof your footage, honestly. In, in okay. I find that if I if – the unless it's for uh, compositing green screen or animational visual mm, effects, that's right. if the first conversation you have is about res, mm. I, my eyes roll over. Mm, yeah. mm, I, I'm just I like, agree. Yeah. Avatar, I yeah. think, was um, – the live action was filmed in HD. I will say there is something about – um, 4K being shrunk into HD, there's a look about it, I think. I don't know mm -hmm. if anyone yeah, else. Perceived. There's yeah. definitely something about it that actually aesthetically you can pick 4K if you have the choice to mm. go with that and then finish in HD. And mm. if that's the reason, mm. then I think go for it. Mm. Yeah. There, is, there is a sharpness. Yeah, yeah, there is. And yeah. a noise reduction factor. Yeah, that's yeah, right. There, that's true. Yeah. Well, there's, there's reasons for it, yeah. But yeah, I, I want... I just don't like for the sake of 4K, for the sake of more. Yeah. I don't believe in that. So did you guys see any of the footage out of that Panasonic full frame? No. I, oh. There's a couple of clips on there on the Zakudo. Uh, they had, uh, is it Matt from Panasonic come on and talk through mm. the camera? And then they had a filmmaker who shoots plates for uh, the travel plates. Oh, yes, travel I did plates. see that, yes. It looked, it looked amazing. really looked good. It I saw really it. looked good. That, hmm, you saw I that? saw a bit of anamorphic footage from it mm. really looked really nice that's what i was going to mm. say so next. This, cool. this is a thing that's starting to work its way you could always shoot anamorphic on a camera even if it didn't have an anamorphic mode sure yes. you yeah. can just painful it, but now what we're seeing is again so the panasonic's got it the black magic's got mm. it the c500's got mm. it yep. a lot of these cameras that are in ex very accessible price ranges are actually being marketed as having anamorphic mm. abilities yeah. it's a new trend i think yeah particularly panasonic of, of c in the low end yes mm. absolutely mm. Absolutely. Yeah, the GH yeah, four GH4 and five, or GH four yeah. and five. They've had the anamorphic mode for a while now. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's uh, what's the price point are we looking at for the um, S? Four thousand US. Four thousand US. Really? Under yeah. six thousand wow. Australian. Wait, That's insane. Is in good or bad? As in good. Oh right, okay. That's hmm. insanely cheap. It's, it's a DSLR, remember? I know like, it's a DSLR, yeah, okay, but yeah. for what it can do, yeah, holy yeah, shit! True. Yeah, true, true. It's, well, if it had built, I, I'm, I'd go on about the ND built-in ND filters, but they're just so handy. Yeah. If, it, if it had built-in ND filters, which I don't know how they would do with the DSLR body, but if, they, if it had that, I would have no pre-ordering. Mm. Um, really? On the Panasonic SH? Potentially, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just, just oh, come on. What Does it have to be in a DSLR body? They have to. Well, can't they make it a little, <laughs> a little cube? And, and this, what's the C500? I know, but 
plus $15,000. So the thing that that I find interesting, and I had this conversation with Steve at Zacuto about when these new cameras are announced and everyone on the internet's piling on giving their two cents, Mm. one's better than the other, you should get this, you shouldn't get that. The thing that surprises me every time is the complaints about price. Mm. Like there's always some, I find it a weird yardstick to go, Mm. wow, the people, a lot of people are piling on about the price being too expensive. And I'm like, my to get a tool of the trade of any trade yeah if you're a carpenter a plumber what, whatever it trade that you're doing yeah to have a toolbox or have an equipment box that you can get away with a whole kit for under mm. 10 grand yeah is amazing yeah yet there's people going well there's a such and such for two grand i guess it's overpriced oh yeah i guess they compare it to especially black magics and what they can do um the, the spec sheet compared to other cameras and the prices but for me um, the reliability and of a brand like Canon um, really means a huge amount on set. Just yeah, a reliable, reliability, battery, the way yeah. the way Canon and Sony cameras kind of don't consume. Uh, they, they they seem to be really good with their battery life. There's mm. a peace of mind with with those brands. I think. Yeah. Look. No. No. no, no I think Black Magic is doing some great things, but I have heard many horror stories about reliability of some of their cameras. Sure. It's been, down, it's been down to early yeah. firmware yeah. problems or yeah. battery problems, things like that. Things they that definitely had teething problems as well coming out early. You know, obviously they you know, it's not easy to build a camera and to come, 100%, from, yeah. come from a post production camera, uh, production equipment manufacturer to become a camera manufacturer. Yeah. They've done really well but what, yeah not without not what, without some pain. course as as red had when they first came Absolutely. along um so i really love what they're doing um and i feel like the complaints from people are getting less and less and they're becoming more reliable um but it's just something to consider mm. when, when looking for a camera yeah i must say i've never had i don't think i've ever had more than two minutes of any downtime on my Sony FS7 ever. Mm. Have a, I probably got one of the very first, first, first years. Hundreds of hours on it, right? Mm. Absolutely. I, mm. I think I might have had to reboot it one time. There was yeah. a real, and inter- that was in earlier firmware. And literally, yeah, not not a moment have I lost. There was an early glitch with some of the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema cameras, which is horrifically scary. What was happening, and this is a very small number of people, but. Um, the touchscreen was kind of reacting to nothing. Like, so it was, it was going through menus without it being touched. Mm-hmm. So for some people, it would touch it through, it, it would touch itself through to the format oh, geez. page. Oh, oh. okay. And oh, format dear. the card. Why and then someone had to turn, like I've seen someone in a written review film it and they turned of it off. all the menus of and all, all the yeah. <laughs> options. Now that, that might have happened that twice in all the cameras. I don't know, but I've, I, I think I saw it twice on, on different reviews on, on YouTube and um, that scares the crap out of <laughs> That's me. That's enough Can to you keep imagine? you up at night, that. You'd, you'd lose a client forever. Like it could oh, be yeah. it could be a oh, huge yeah. amount of your cost, income. Yeah, it costs the production you, you a can't, lot for that kind you can, of thing. Yeah, exactly. If I've you been, can never blame a camera. For, you you mm. have to blame. You just you, No one gives a shit. 
I'm yeah. calm on shoots, but if if a piece of gear yeah. starts to wig out for me on, <laughs> on a set, I Absolutely. want to nuke the fuck out of it. Absolutely. I get so Absolutely. angry. I will throw it across the room. <laughs> like uh, it is unacceptable and Absolutely. it's so infuriating. If you're if you've got some whatever it is, a cable, a monitor. Yeah. I haven't had it with the camera. That I've yeah. been using, but yeah. I've had it with monitors and menus, and mm. the thing uh, it and won't loop through, or the luck won't wireless, work. But it did five yeah. minutes ago, and I'm like, "This is," and you've got people yeah. over your shoulder, and, and sometimes that's just pull the battery, put it back on. Oh, that's mm. holding it again now. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. It just needs to work because at the end of the day, you're going to be blamed if it doesn't. That's the thing. You, there's no, you can't say, "Oh, it's a new camera, the firmware, this and mm. that." No you one wants to hear it. No one no. wants to hear it, and and. I get it. Like, I don't want to say. Look, it. in some ways, it is just it's a tool. It's yeah. it's like turning up if you're a um you know a yeah. handyman and you Good. turn up and your screwdriver doesn't work. You know, it's not the client's fault. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's the IKEA one. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. The, the plastic. I, I updated the firmware on my <laughs> screwdriver. And it's just I but just can't know, turn yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, they've all got they've all got they've all got reliable. Everything's got. Every, we are yeah. at peak camera. Yeah. Yes, we, we have are. been for we a little are. while. I did a podcast for quite a while and even towards the end of that four whatever years ago, mm. we were pretty much at peak camera. Yeah. Um, uh, everything looked fantastic. Uh, every new camera test that came out was largely pointless because it all looked great. Yeah. yeah. You know, I used to go out and shoot tests with tests and in inverted commas with, yeah. with the new camera and they all looked the same and you could intercut mm. one with the other. Like you said, by the time you by the time you cut it and put it out on Vimeo or whatever, or it gets it gets converted into HD MPEG two and put on Foxtel or something, everything looks yep. pretty similar. It yeah. comes down yeah, to true. it comes down to usability. On the at the end of the day, it comes to well, it comes down to a few things, um, none of which really affect the end user. It's all affects you on set mm -hmm. and your ability to make money out of this yep. thing. Yep. My Sony F seven. I mean, I would have loved to, have, you know, my I just happened to have found a great recipe where it all just works, mm. and I just everybody loves the images, and it's fantastic, uh, and and I don't really fiddle with menus anymore, mm. and people just you just get compliments, and it works well. Mm. Take it out of the box, turn it on, shoot with it, put it mm. away, done. Yeah, um, and it's paid for itself a trillion times over. Every time I take it out of the box, it makes money for me. So mm. it, at the end of the day, it comes down to. What your camera's going to cost and what you're going to make you make money out of that mm. over time? Uh, mm. Are people going to are people going to thank you for the imagery? Are people going to use you again, book you mm. again, hundred percent, love you, yeah. love, love your work, compliment you? Uh, is it going to make your day creative? Is it going to stay out of your way so mm. you get on yeah. with your creative yes. day? Yeah. Um, and yeah, is it is it is the dynamic range going to be good enough? It does, nobody cares about the dynamic range ex until you have to pull out extra light to try and compensate for That's it. That's right. Mm. Nobody nobody cares about the you know, the look of it until they don't, until they care. Mm. Yes. Mm. So it, so here's a question: How long should a camera last in you know in your kit before you know upgrading? Before upgrading. Well, I get that's. I mean, that's how long one. how long it's, have you had your FS7 now? Yeah, since they, was it since four years? Oh, when they that, came I, out. I feel like uh, four or five must be years. Four, four yeah, and right. a half years or something. Seems that feels be, like a long yeah. time for a camera yeah. in this, in this day is. and age. But, you know, it's still, it shoots 4K. Yeah. I, I, I probably, you know, four or five times a year I'll do some slow-mo and that's mm. obviously it drops down mm. to 
HD, mm. but I've never really had a problem with that. Mm. And it'll shoot 180 frames a second. Mm. Gets me out of gets me out of a, you know out of renting another piece of equipment for that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it works really well. I think maybe I've had one or two of the memory cards have probably cracked and pulled away because that's the bloody camera assistants keep sticking sticky tape over the top of yeah. it just to say oh. this is recorded and yeah. this is number one and this is number right. two. Yes. And then when you take that tape off there, they it all comes kind apart. of pull, yes. pull, pull, pull apart. Yeah. But the cards themselves have never had a failure on a card, never mm. had a failure on anything. Mm. It, it comes down to the evolution of the look out mm. there. Mm. Yeah. You know, now obviously I've always had frame look mm. in my camera anyway so mm. i haven't felt like it's it's aged any mm. um there's no no one's bettered it in terms of dynamic range it's still 14 15 sort of stops yep. i haven't pulled out i haven't rented a camera that that has bettered it yep. in terms of that so you know ISOs, i can still i can still right? keep it a nice modern fresh look mm. yeah um it comes down to your own personal preference i mean now. really you mm. could keep something using it for years to come yeah absolutely it does something come out that basically i is is either makes you helps you make more money mm. or is faster on the day lets you get mm. your mm. job done quicker less yeah. overtime gets mm. you home earlier for that glass of wine <laughs> at the end of the day earlier than the other camera or mm. you know clients are clients are impatient yep i say clients you know i mean i'm i'm not no, i'm not used to dealing with a director i am the director yeah. i'm usually used to a video village that's over there just you know occasionally saying what's happening why are we shooting <laughs> yeah really you know who think Anybody who's not involved in the actual shooting thinks filmmaking is incredibly slow. Mm. And then yes. they, so they tap someone on the shoulder who then taps someone on the shoulder who comes and taps me on the shoulder mm. and said, what's happening? Mm. So, dude, look over there. We're moving those lights. Da, 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 da. It started to rain, so we've got to pull out yeah. the things here. Uh, somebody else, yeah. you guys have been screwing around with makeup, with wardrobe choices for five hours. And mm. uh, mm. we know how to, you know, change, change. They're being done in wardrobe, yeah. you mm. know. There's a thousand things going yes. on that you guys just need to just, you know, just go play golf. Have you said that before? Huh? Have you actually said that? I never that? say that to the clients. Right, I right. people to say that to ah, the clients. Good, but they reword what I say. Great. Into they a reword lovely, it. Exactly. Nice hey, it's a loving. Uh, I've been on a few of those. I always, Jason I, says, I love look, it. He's, he's, you know, Jason it's all going really well and it won't be very long. Yeah. And in reality, I say, go, go fuck yourself. That's, that's what I love is Go play golf, shut up. Yeah. Literally, somebody bothered to look up from their Facebook to go, hang on, we're not shooting anything. And then they started to thought they might actually complain. Sounds, that's like a good short film. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, an, an AD going between the director and then the client and yeah. just the yeah. translation. And, yeah. <laughs> so, Mick, yeah. how long have you had the F55? Yeah, uh, I've had that since... Got one of the first ones in the mm. country, seven years. Yeah, and so it's I, still going strong, right? It's yeah. just same as what um, Jace said. Mm. I haven't updated the firmware in I think three years mm. because I, it hit a sweet spot for me, yep, exactly. and 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 I was like, nah, nah, this is it because yeah. they keep with one hand they they give and they take away with the other. Every time a new firmware came out, and there would be some new little little you mm. know rabbit hole of a menu with a new option that comes automatically ticked or unticked, and I'm like, nah. Yeah. I've made an all file like three or four years ago. Yeah. Have not upgraded firmware, and I have never changed settings. Yeah. Mm. If I've it got, works, you that's just it. Don't. And the, the thing is, like I, I bought that camera before the FS7 was mm. invented. Mm. Had that come out, I would have chosen that camera because I think it's a more versatile workhorse. Yes. Because you've got the full frame option, which is something that I always wanted. Mm. I fell in love with on the 5D as well, mm. and just wanted it. 
and the F55 never had a mount that you could adapt a full frame. Yeah. I tried. We tried. Yeah, mm. yeah. Jason, yeah. you you actually tried to develop your yeah. own, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I got 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 close. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just what, literally. What were the roadblocks? Uh, is the optics? Is the ND the ND oh. uh, filter ND filter array, which oh. is just proud enough. I mean, if somebody wanted to custom make a optics block that was slightly thin thinner sure. than the, the st- obviously at that time all we could work with was just the, yeah. the optic block mm. out of the middle of a, of an existing speed mm. booster of whatever brand mm. and they just never mm. never quite we're talking like mm. fractions of a millimeter really? yeah. in there, just enough just, yeah just enough you know you could make it work but you couldn't change your nds mm. so and obviously i love having variable nd that's yeah. fantastic that mm. is that is you know that's that that is a uh, deal breaker mm. every camera has to have that yeah I think um, so. Yeah, we tried to do that, and mm. yes, absolutely, I would have stuck with the F five mm. uh, mm. on my F five if I'd been able to do that. But yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, I get I get dragged kicking and screaming into new everything. I, I like new gear, but I'm always on old OSs, old I, I, because it you're not having teething problems with whatever the new thing is. Mm. I find once I hit reliability and. Again, what Jay said for me, it just gets out of the way. Mm. I do not need to be adjusting settings or diving into things ever. I don't want to mm. do it mm. because it's just, I don't know, it's just a slowdown. Yeah. If you, you know, like. Well, I mean, I thought you both own Sony cameras mm. and you both talk about this. The, you, you've found a recipe for it. So I feel like is, is that a Sony camera kind of thing? Because I fa- find with the Canons that I use anyway, it's it's there's no special source. The source is it's just it's, it's, it, I, yeah. <laughs> you well, know what I, I mean. I remember I remember with the first C three hundred there was cine locked mode. Okay, and that was your cinema mode. You you, you didn't have to go through menus and choose cine gamma and cine gamma two or whatever. The, all those different options. It's Knee great to have matrix options. and yeah, it's good to have options, I guess. But I'm a simple fellow who likes. Less options. Simplicity. Yeah. They're, not yeah. wanting Simplicity. To, they're not wanting to dig into the menu or no. not wanting to yes. update the firmware. All yeah. that stuff is purely that – is that is a Sony yeah. issue yeah. based on the fact that there is way too many functions and mm. if, you, if, you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just, yeah. oh, my God, I don't want to touch a single function with this thing because yeah. I don't want to screw something up. Mm. Just don't touch it. Turn it on. It looks great. Mm. Cine EI, we're both shooting in that, right? Yeah. Sort of S log three. No, I'm in S log two. Okay, I'm stuck there. Okay. I like that. Sure. That's my yeah mode. Yeah, but you know, it's for it's for fear of screwing something up yeah. though, because there's mm-hmm. just way too many options mm. that that we don't want to update the firmware yeah. or touch anything. We've got a really lovely recipe. It's great. We know it works. Yeah. Don't if it, yeah if it don't break ain't broke. Don't update it. I, I get frustrated with the amount of options, and 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 some of the canons have that now too. And but you look at an Alexa. And well, I was just going to bring this up. How many options are there? Yeah. How many log options it's are there in Alexa? One, one as far it's as I one. know. You've got, it's on or off. You've, you've got a fork <laughs> in the road. Log or look. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. No. There's the thing that this is the evolution of these cameras. They, they've come from a film background mm. To, mm. into a digital world. Mm. The Sony cinema cameras have come from a broadcast and ENG camera model mm. where – all this tweaking of color and mm. and stuff like you know the equivalent of having a CCC, CCU operator in the side of the camera, so you can mm. adjust tint and knee and black level and pedestal and all this kind of stuff that mm. in film or in what well, we don't. I or not that I'm shooting film, but you know in that 
that mode where you just want to have something exposed and mm. get the maximum out of it you yeah. can that's the mode i want yeah, yeah and yeah. either that or the restricted mode which is your 709 color space which you mm. can show to the client or send to a monitor or have a look for mm. sharps or anything like that yeah i think that's the evolution of the sony's they've come from that background of t- endless tweakability whether yeah. it's essentially if you if you had an, a real knob for each one it'd look like you know the chernobyl desk <laughs> yeah you know absolutely but yeah. you've that's obviously there'll be a point where they're going to have to leave some of that behind mm. you know and my hope and i'm sure i'll be uh, it will be an unfounded one that there's the sony the fx9 that literally is out now apparently by the time by the time you hear this it but is announced literally within hours while we're recording we still don't know enough but uh, my wish is that they um change the menu system completely and mm. eventually break from the old broadcasty kind of video mm. uh, menu and literally move towards something like, you know, uh, Alexa-ish, black magic, because the theoretically FX9 is more, um, is going, bother, borrowing color science mm. and things from the Venice, which Hopefully. everybody loves, literally everybody loves the, yep. the Venice, yeah. um, uh, the Venice look, mm. uh, as they do with the F65. Yes, it was, yeah. It was beautiful I've always as well. found Everybody those. Everybody loved those. It, the all the of those, highest end Sony's always had the yeah, best look. fantastic cinema yeah. menu system. Yes. Um, and hopefully at some stage mm. uh, uh, they will hopefully move away from the FS7 style menu and give us something simpler. If you had to bet on it though, what would you say? No. Yeah, me too. Uh, which is the, which is a source of endless frustration because the cameras are so capable of gorgeous imagery. Yeah, yes. absolutely fantastic reliability. Everything about them is so mm. capable. Mm. The user experience is weighed down by them, and I find that but Sony have known this for a long, yes. long time. Do they know for it? years? For seven, eight, whatever years, they have known that it's frustrating, yeah. and they've like, always felt very much like there's the the, there's the engineering side of Sony yes. and then there's the shooting side of Sony and never the twain. I don't mind if that's all in there. Like put it in there in the background, but can we just have a basic Alexa-style menu? There should be. That's that. got standard settings. Yes. And if you want to go in and change the knee or the, or the gam, not the gamma. It says, but, who right. are you? Yeah. Yeah. Are you a film person or are you a video technical. technician? Oh, are you a broadcast person yeah. uh, who's, you know, doing multicam yeah. with, you know, uh, for for uh, for a um, uh, reality TV or are you, you know, somebody shooting shorts and features? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, to, uh, do you have, are you having uh, an AC or are mm. you run and gun? Mm-hmm. That's right. You know? Yeah. And that's where that's the delineation at the moment that we're you know everyone has to be everyone has to choose their mm. own adventure based on mm. on on how what support system like Alexa is an absolutely dream machine when you have the support of ACs and like the Alexa when you're using a uh, a, 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 a focus puller who's got the wireless uh, the wireless controller mm. uh, there is. That is an absolute dream to shoot with when you have somebody supporting you who knows the system inside out. They can roll the camera. They can uh, change the ISO, Mm. change, pop in and out the NDs, Mm. shutter speed, frame rates, playback, Mm. manage the entire camera from 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 their handset around their neck without them touching it, without me touching it. 
and literally I don't have to currently with my FS7 uh, I've got you know variable I've got you know big boy variable NDs on the front and all the internal NDs and then I've got you know obviously a little bit of ISO control not much and mm. and shutter and I can control the mm. controlled exposure that way basically but with uh, you know I have to use a lot of filters and things to manage all that light hardly necessary I think last time I shot Alexa I didn't have put a filter in one mm-hmm. uh, all day. You can just uh, rely on just using all of those. You know, with the, your AC, mm-hmm. a great AC will just sit there and watch it, look at the mm-hmm. histograms, and just manage exposure for you all day long. Mm-hmm. And you can worry about the creativity mm-hmm. again. It can wow. another way for for gear to get out of your way. Yeah, and it costs money. Out of curiosity, it costs money. <laughs> The controller, just the wireless yeah. controller alone, costs more than my FX7. Yeah, yeah. The seven. Yeah, yeah. So just call it an FX7. WCU yeah. for, I can't remember what it is. WCU what, um, what, what, what variable in D do you use? Uh, oh, Lettuce? That's an excellent question that <laughs> I can't remember. Is that, is that in a matte box or what? Uh, it's the... two separate two separate uh, six by four filters. Right, okay. Uh, a, a linear polar and gotcha. a circular polar okay. and um, a very, the, um, one of them is in a rotor tray. Yeah, rotor right, right. And you you, you you always use that? Yep, yeah, always yeah. use it. And I've got two. I've got one that's got a slightly heavier ND built into it for, yeah. for you know, obviously I've got the heavy lifting of the internal ND. Mm. Um, but, yes, between those two together, I yeah. can, yes, manage manage anything, mainly because I'm all about wide being open. wide open. Yeah. Never yeah. touching the I was about iris. to say. That, that is obviously the problem. I was about to say you know. because the, um, the built-in NDs w- wouldn't always be enough. No, but it's also the incremental thing. Sometimes you just yeah, want to add a little third little of a stop, yeah. and you can't. You, know, you can do you can do a little bit with, and you don't want yeah. to be flipping filters all the time. I personally don't, yeah. and I find the larger the larger variable NDs just get rid of all of those issues yeah. that you normally would have with a little teeny little dinky rotating uh, hole. Okay, right, right, right. No real vignetting, no star crossing, yeah. no weird color shifts, anything. I just yeah. find really nice pro made proper. Yeah. Variable ND kit, which of which a few people make them now. Tiffin make them. As so well. you've had no issues of color or anything no. like that, or no? I mean, always there like is there is a slight color shift, sure. but it's global and it's there all day, and you yeah. compensate for you know it just compensate for it in gray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All my stuff that's is the always, thing. You, you, all, always you see you graded. see you see your stuff all the way through to the to the yeah, grade. Which that's that's not that everyone. Is one thing that I do. That's have, yeah, that, that's great. People necessarily don't have you're, the luxury. If you're, if you're just shooting and yeah. providing the footage and yeah. dumping it and running, it's, yeah. it's different to someone who doesn't have to yeah. worry about that. I don't have to worry yeah. about other people think because I am the other people. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's, that's most that, of the other that, people. That's what a luxury that is because so often I was talking to Mick the other day. You, something you've shot beautifully, exposed properly. Someone who knows who has graded it and just well it's usually the editor uh, <laughs> i mean go half the time i just go in and do it i'd be happy to just go in and do it like mm. i just i don't know what they're thinking sometimes well i've had to regrade shots for my reel that have been handoffs mm. yeah. and i keep the raw footage and i yeah, go I there is no way i can't put that sometimes yeah. i just put it on there because it's comped in with other things sure sure but if i can go oh, it, that is a very frustrating thing but it's just also the nature of the business and uh, you, you're on if you're a gun for hire mm. DOP and you've got to just do a handoff and move on and then that's yeah, that, yeah. it's kind of in their hands. It's like, you know, it's a sh- but, the, but then, you know, then they look at the finished product which has been graded terribly and they put a judgment on you. And, well, oh. not necessarily. I don't know about uh, that. At, at times. Yeah, at times. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, and half the time they don't notice. Yeah, as well. that's the thing I was going to yeah. say. Half the time 
people don't notice. They yeah. don't see a lot of things. Yeah. It went when when a TV is at its wrong aspect oh, ratio, God. which I still see in yeah. like RSL clubs and you know everywhere I go, and I just want to go. Just give me the remote. Let me fix this because yeah. this is not cool. It's not cool. People can't see it. I would. They I'd cannot see I'd take it. that over the smooth Forget motion. Forget RSLs. <laughs> I've walked into agencies yeah. and seen the big plasma at the reception desk right there, screening my jobs with smooth with motion, motion smooth <laughs> in the reception of the advertising agency themselves. That's, and that that's is just that is just punishable by death, that should they? <laughs> I cannot stand But you that. feel like an idiot because you say, can't you see it? Yeah. And people just stare at it and go, no. no, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Go, Give yeah. me the remote and I turn yeah, it on and go, right. Isn't look at that. That's much better than they go. No, I got to a point it. where I, I go to people's places. Really? I don't even tell them. I don't ask them. I don't tell them. No, I just absolutely. change the setting and I walk absolutely. away. I don't that even. Is, that's the right you know, I, of going and I, visiting I don't people explore. and visiting friends and yeah. visiting your parents yeah. and grandparents. Mm, that's like, right. Give me the remote. Yeah. This yeah. is a thing that even before we were filmmakers, we were aware of yeah. the. Um, what's the word like the the fog of film, the mystery of stuff mm. that that looked different to what was even when it was shows when I was really young. Like Doctor Who was shot on um, tube cameras in the UK and other shows were shot on film and I could see a difference, didn't mm. know what it meant, what mm. it was. But one for me as a kid allowed me to get into the fantasy land more. That mm. was the film. Mm. And um, I, and the other one didn't. So I've always had that association with that smoother flow, mm. higher refresh rate looking stuff. I just I personally don't like it. People love it for games and sports and all that and I get that. Mm. But I... You know, there's a whole range of how people perceive that. Like an example was my brother who's not a filmmaker, loves movies but not in filmmaking at all. And he got a new TV and he's, we're watching The Godfather and he's like, "What? why does this look a little bit cheap Shit. Cheap <laughs> when it's such an amazing movie? I said, because yeah. it's got this fucking smooth flow thing on it. Yeah. I've got to turn. It comes out of the box watching. on. It yeah. does come out of the box on and mm. I, I actually got to say my TV tends to read because it's a smart TV so it's like a little mm. computer in itself, itself. It resets itself quite a fair bit quite often mm. just by itself and then, mm -hmm. of course, it turns back on and it's like uh, every second or third yeah. day I have to actually go really? in there. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's terrible. No, I yeah. couldn't stand that. I'd be taking so, that. I'd be getting a new TV. Oh. Drive me crazy. But even I find that even when it's off completely – I feel like it sneaks in every now and then. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Just, 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 just a, no, just sometimes it's the other just a shot or two. because when you adjust it, yeah. you know, you've adjusted perfectly yeah. for HDMI two or yeah. something, and no, then I, you I, something else. Yeah. You could plug in a, a yes. game, a PlayStation, or, right. a, or a DVD, or a Blu-ray player, or yeah. something. And go, this does not. The, <laughs> the first time I ever saw it, I used to many moons ago. I worked at Harvey Norman, and. Um, First time I ever saw anything like this was from Philips TVs. It was called Pixel Plus. Mm. And um, I remember – I didn't know what it was. It wasn't called Smooth Motion. It didn't, mm. didn't say anything about Hertz. It just said that, that we've got, it's got more pixels. It's just another one. it had this look to it and it was yeah. the first time I ever saw it and I hated it. And I was mm. like, oh, my God, this is terrible. I'm happy it's only Philips TVs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, now, that's why they're such a powerhouse in today's yeah, TV manufacturing. <laughs> well, Sorry. One thing that – that gives us hope a little bit is that more and more people are watching films on devices like iPads. Mm. They don't have it. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, yeah. Can, it is getting seen. The, 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 the funny hope thing is. And also despair. IPad, That's right. Yeah, iPads I was do say. have these hertz, these high hertz, but they switch all tablets and things. They switch between it. When you're watching video, it switches it off. Right. When you're playing games, it keeps it on. Or if you're searching the internet, it keeps it on. So Chris it, Nolan and Tom Cruise okay. can. 
can hate the fact that it's on a small screen, yeah, but yeah. also <laughs> which, which do you want smooth motion or the small screen? We can't yeah. have it all. But on, on this topic, that, um, have you heard of this new filmmakers mode? Yes, that's, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yes. But has anybody actually implemented it? I know we're all well, calling, they're all calling for it. What does well, it mean? Well, Tell well, me about so it. So filmmakers mode is a um, collection of directors that have come together and filmmakers and mm. cinematographers and they've come together with um, manufacturers, I guess, to have a mode built into televisions it's called filmmaker mode and it, it, it kind of um it's a setting that kind of sets the tv up to display films as they were intended to be seen so, so is that like something embedded in the metadata that flicks the tv to filmmaker no, mode? no no I, I would suggest it's like it's you know how you have a dynamic and yes. you have a standard and you have a movie mode yes. yeah. there'll be filmmaker's mode um, oh, so you still got to rely on someone to. Yes, you do. Oh, well, I think so. It's well, it's look, it's, it's something. At least it's, something. it's there. It's something. But yeah. like filmmakers mode sounds cool. So. Sometimes when you first turn it on television, you have a box that sometimes says, "Hey, is this set up in a? Are yeah. you in a showroom or are you this a home? Right. Or is this you know? Are you in a submarine or a hotel or something? <laughs> are you, you in know? an RSL or an agency yeah, lobby? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> One of the things when it powers up should be you know, do yes. you want this? Filmmakers have recommended this mode to really show you it's as they intended. Mm -hmm. Would you like to send it on now or would you forever like to have a really sucky thing that makes everything look like a soap opera? Mm -hmm. the, the, At least I, give you that option. What would be great is if because everyone's everything's going to streaming, all these movies are done on streaming, if they could just embed metadata into Netflix or Apple that talks to all the TV OSs and says no smooth motion while this signal <laughs> is playing. Override. That, I'm trying to think how, how that would you be can't possible. can't turn it on. Yeah. Well, all, it's just it's just like how you know how when you plug in an Apple TV into a Sony television, you can use the Apple TV remote. To, it's like a smart oh, HDMI yes, connection. Yes. It does affect the yeah, of course, signal to the, of course. the, the you know whatever. Oh, but mm -hmm. um, put it in the suggestion box. Yeah. Well, think, hopefully it's actually going to be a reality. Yeah. Well, I think I know LG is signed up to the smooth uh, the smooth maker mode. <laughs> that was, okay. That was terrible. LG, but Panasonic, and Vizio. There apparently. we go. Thank you. Vizio is a brand we don't have in Australia, but they're, they're a big brand in America, I believe. Yeah, and um, kicking goals, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hear good things about their TVs. Yeah. But yes, um, they've all they've all you know announced at least commitment to yeah know, to doing that. Uh, well, and we're actually going to see it in reality is another thing. Oh look, there's no like any kind of new cool thing. Why wouldn't they put it into their TVs? Hopefully they do. Um, yeah. Well. I think we should probably start to wrap up, but what I'd like to know from everyone is I feel like we've got, you know, we've come to definitely a new mode in the industry of equipment that, you know, we talked about it seemed like to take forever to get native full frame in, you know, your jobbing cameras. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything or what needs to come out to get you to go, I'm actually going to switch from what I'm currently happy with to a new product for my workhorse or daily shooter or whatever you want to call it. Is there anything that's got your eye so far or a combination of things or something unreleased like the FX9 that we don't know what it's got? What what would it take to get you to go, okay, I'm, I'm seriously looking at this? It would take producers to actually, you know, at least uh, devote enough money to a decent camera budget for change or if you do want to sort of slightly charge a little bit more that people don't start rolling your eyes. Yeah. Um, but in terms of a product that's besides on the market. Besides that, I mean, I'm… Or coming. I'm… Like, I, like we've talked about the fact that, you know, we've all kind of got a nice recipe that's mm. working lovely. I guess the, the ne it's, for me it's about maybe biting the bullet and deciding what's going to be the next visual step for me and that's probably 
some analytics mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. thus a camera that will to make the most of them. Yeah. And that's probably, I mean, I'd be very interested to see because the difference between, say, uh, a Alexa Mini LF and a C500 Mark II would be slightly different sensor sizes mm-hmm. that the, the um, Mini LF has actually got, you know, a taller sensor, which mm-hmm. is what you're is going to make the most out of the uh, anamorphic mm-hmm. look. The C500 Mark II has a slightly, you know, is more of a 16 by 9. Mm. Even though it's full frame, it's full frame width, but not mm. not full frame height. By much? Um, it, it's not by like... a bit. No. So I'd love to, I'd be very interested to see C500 Mark II side by side with a Mini mm. 11 mm. C500 Mark mm. II Me with too. some anamorphics. Mm-hmm. See, is that different in sensor size radically different? Otherwise, for me, it's maybe... I don't know. I'd love to bite the bullet and spend a bit of money and do a mini LF with uh, a set of uh, Orion, um, mm, mm. Orion Animorphics. Animorphics. Yeah. Um, or you could then essentially you could get, a set, you know, if you can find a reasonably, you know, if you can actually get your hands on, a, a, you know, a set of um, Orion or similar um, Animorphics, even mm. if it's just three lenses and you can get that and a, and a C500 Mark II for, I don't know, what, 50 50, 60 grand yeah, for, yeah. for that whole combination. It's about 40K now to get the uh, Orions out to Australia with our dollar. So, and you're about, that, that's th- that's so it's three. about seven. You can, you can pick up a secondhand set for 35 ish mm. around. I, I, if saw, you can yeah, find I saw a set selling for yeah. 35. So, a safe 60 to get so, all that. Yeah, that, that's kind of doable. But I'd love to, I'd love to, for me, yes, that next, the next step is the dynamic ranges are there, frame rates are pretty much there. I, I think the only thing that's really going to make my stuff be be a, a more interesting, more engaging look. Probably is some actual anamorphics. Mm. Um, I think that that's a, an accepted enough look that yeah. I could use it in not necessarily using the full two three five um, uh, mm. ratio all the time, mm. um, but you certainly could at least you know cop it. It's it's a, it's an accepted enough look that it would work on TVCs. Mm. So yeah, yeah, that for me is probably decide between those two and work out will. Will I be able to recoup mm. the costs? I don't know. The uh, for me, exactly coming down to versatility and options, which I haven't had because of a lack of full frame and mm. height. We recently Linda shot a um, a music video on anamorphics on the F fifty five, so it's cropped in. You know, it loved the look of it though. Mm-hmm. Would love to have a camera that has the option of how much of that I use. Mm. So being able to shoot an open gate style like the LF can do. Um, I guess that's only this C five hundred is it must be very very similar in size. It's just yeah. a, a little bit of vertical yeah. that you'd be missing. Um, and uh, again, the LF for me is the only one. I think it's the only camera on the market that has all of those options. But again, you're paying more than double, triple. Wow. Well, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, the C five hundred is pretty damn close by the yeah. look of it on specs. I'm very keen to play with that. And see how that goes because then you've got oh do I have super thirty five glass great can use those mm. full frame glass yep uh, vintage mm. uh, s- um, stills lenses yep four K six K raw anamorphic whatever you want all mm. the options are there in one box without having to re rent or go to something else mm-hmm. what about you oh I was just um, going to mention about um, changing adapt uh, 
the adapters. The mounts. The, the mounts, sorry. Mm. That's sort of becoming oh, yeah, a thing that's now weird. that users can mm. just do it and you don't have to take it into a shop that's or so a rental again, house options. or whatever. Options. Or, or a base mount that least there is a large amount of adapters like e-mount, et cetera, out there that, yeah. that you at least adapt to mm. your, that is, your that, choice. That is the benefit of the Sony I'd say over the Canon is that it will come with an E-mount, which is mm. a far more versatile mount. People complain that they that Canon didn't put the RF mount. RF mount on it because it would have been easier to adapt, you know, even to adapt old Canon FD lenses. Is that what they're called, FD lenses? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, you can't easily adapt them to EF mount um, without having an extra um, optical to change them out yeah it's, it's you have not to literally change that in yeah so it's um you know th th that's why that's where the sony kind of beats the canon in a way with that uh mm. that e-mount in terms of versatility versatility in, in adapters and stuff but um mm. anything catching your eye of the new wave of products just those two cameras fx9 whatever that will be and the um c500 mark ii yeah but you can um, see obviously we know it's going to be full frame yeah. fx9 but what what is it for through is it the actual full frame height yeah. is it or is it just a full frame width 16 yeah. by 9 and will it really have the color science of the venice which we've had yes which we've read rumors about and will the menu still suck um, are you going to be able to get a good recipe out of it Mm. Mm. But obviously, yeah, I don't mean to hog the mic, but hog it. obviously we've talked about you know, you know, camera gear and what's happening and what you know, what what's coming and what what, what gets you through the day. Still, at the end of the day, it comes down to um, some really good, you know, being being great, being great at lighting. Obviously, mm. all the other things and I having agree. a lovely story and of course and yeah. lovely script and great people and you know, cre a creative, you know, a creative, um, a creative something on the written page mm. Mm. but yeah lighting is still you know is a daily challenge it's obviously it's getting better and better with you know we're being supplied with some awesome lighting mm. opportunities that oh, yeah. lets you get some great stuff happening quickly quick again you know that's the thing like we talked about before the speed that you can work with out changing gels and with dimmability mm. and soft built-in yes, soft effects yeah, we didn't get uh, through to uh, the RE, the new RE light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, or the Orbiter, is yeah. that what it's yeah. called? I guess we'll Which may maybe we'll... We we'll keep that for next, next the next time, episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that is an important sort of mm, thing to... Absolutely. Balance. And you also... Know, you can have a beautiful dot shallow depth and mm, anamorphics and mm. bokeh and up the wazoo, but mm. if you're, you know... Yeah. That'll only get you so far. That's yeah. right. You exactly. want to have some, you know, you yeah. can even... You can create beautiful work with... Super 16, if you've yeah. got some, you know, it comes down to light, beautiful, emotive lighting that mm. suits the story. Yeah, totally. That's Absolutely. the whole thing with, you know, yeah, we didn't touch on that because we've been talking about gear, but that's, oh, you know, totally it. It's all about the light. It's mm. all about the light. Yeah. Um, all right. I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Thanks, guys. Um, we'll just, uh, where can people find you on social media, Jace? Uh, you can get me on uh, Jace Wingrove on Instagram. Nearly a year since I've been on Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and my website, wingrove.tv. Uh, you can find me on Instagram um, at Linda Ong, simply. And, yeah, my website's lindaong.com as well. Simon? Uh, my Instagram is s underscore colloden underscore dop. Um, 
the spelling of my last name. Just Escalodon. Well, we'll put that in the show notes. Put that in the show notes. It'll be in the description. All right. Yeah. And I'm simply on Instagram at Mick Jones. So thanks for listening and thanks everyone for being on the panel and we'll look forward to doing it again soon. Thanks, Mike. Bye. Clark Lane is produced by Filthy Look Films. You can find us on Instagram at Filthy Look Films.